This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.39. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and it's time for Today on Twitter where interns and salaries are back in the headlines. Never really went away, but there have been a couple of tweets circulating that have really brought it back to the forefront. Let's start with this one from Rashifa. Uh, so she has a photo... Let me start by describing the photo because the tweet includes a photo of herself wearing a cardboard sign around her neck saying, interns are not free labour. So she says, I'm starting my internship next semester, so I'll be walking around with this to express my worry, saying that the government increased the minimum wage to 1.5k, but this policy didn't include interns. Interns are unprotected by the Employment Act in Malaysia, hence the risk of exploitation by companies living in KL. How am I supposed to pay rent, food and transportation when I'm not paid a minimum wage at least, which is why I believe that interns should be paid with dignity and treated as employees to the companies or service that they serve, no more exploitation. Now, according to Rashifa, the campaign is one that Mahasiswa Democratic or Malaysian Democratic Student Association will be advocating for, adding that the lack of dignified wages should be fought for by the Mahasiswa for the Mahasiswa. So, That's one element to this conversation. Someone saying that essentially interns should be earning at least the minimum wage, particularly here in the Klang Valley. Now, as you would expect, that uh, that hasn't exactly gone unremarked on. So for example, and it's a mixed bag, right? Some people really agree with it, while others find it problematic. So for example, this from Ui, who says, these concerns are valid, but employers' concerns must also be taken into account. The time cost of training interns is not fully covered by tax breaks received by companies. At most, companies can give an allowance. Uh, Similarly, Dev says, many people forget that internship is part of syllabus and education, definitely not a job. You're paid an allowance to learn and experience real work expectations. Seeing interns demanding more will drive more organisations to just stop hiring interns. Um, Companies are cost-driven, not a charity. PNW, also not very sympathetic, saying... You're not working at the company. You're at the company's mercy to train you, provide you with a working space, training, and above all, contact and connection at the company's own expense. This is why it's called an internship in the first place. So a series of people essentially arguing that interns get more out of the internship experience than companies do and that, in fact, companies have to expend a fair amount of resources in order to accommodate this, which I think, you know... You could make that argument. You could also make the argument that for some companies or in many companies, without interns there to shore up the costs or to do work that you might not want to pay somebody minimum wage to do, you wouldn't be able to run as well as that either. Um, So some of the other points that came up in relation to this include Sunshine that says, I agree interns should get an allowance, but I disagree that it should be a minimum wage. It's not fair to fresh grads. Imagine fresh grads and interns demanding the same price. No one would hire interns because after three to six months, employers would have to find and train someone new again. Um, Joseph is an outlier, the only one who believes that 
each you know compensation should be in full, saying if interns are required to work a full-time job's hours, do a full-time job's worth of work, they deserve to be compensated for their time. It also depends on the company you're interning at. If the intern is working nine to five and is assigned work that fills up those eight hours, then they should be paid a full-time job's wage. Bottom line is interns should be fairly compensated for the time and work they put in their jobs. So what I'm getting from that argument from Joseph is that it is a, that's a time argument, not an output argument. Everyone else is making an output argument that essentially it's about effort versus outcome. Joseph is saying that you should be paid for your time. Now, where you land on that, I think may differ. Let us know. Um, Just briefly though, there are also people who have been sharing their internship experiences and pay with um, Syed Akramin saying, my internship experience, 2005, Pandan Indah, KL, interior design consultant, 300 ringgit a month. How about yours? Let's share. So that's the second part of the conversation that I'm interested in hearing about. I think I, I can't remember exactly what year it was. I got paid 200 ringgit to work at a magazine and it didn't cover my transportation. So um, I, I would love to hear from everybody. Let us know, do you agree that interns should be paid something like minimum wage? Um, have you done an internship? How much did you get paid for that? Would love to know that number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Bluff Free Medium, BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, it's 5.48. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn. And on today on Twitter, we were talking about interns and salaries. So we have a soon-to-be intern who was making an argument that there should that the pay for interns should be the minimum wage, 1.5. Um, but people have pushed back against that, pointing out worries about being able to therefore afford interns, um, talking about things like time spent training, all these different things. Uh, There's also a slightly separate but related conversation happening online of people talking about their internship experiences and how much they got paid. So we're asking you both those things. Do you agree that interns should be paid something approaching the minimum wage? Um, And have you done an internship? How much did you get paid for that? That number to call is double seven. Seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note to zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine and tweet us at BFM Radio. Okay, so on to the messages. Lots of people sharing on both fronts. Long Long starts us off saying, I was an intern in an MNC company in the Klang Valley, Shalam, for three months back in 2008. Another internship in an SME uh, in 2009. I was paid 800 and 500 respectively. Thinking back now, I think it was an appropriate amount, judging from the economy, locality, the nature of the job. To hear in 2023 that not all internships are paid is saddening. It is all about money these days. It's high time that there is regulation, but I would not recommend the minimum amount set like the minimum wage 1005 because often interns are hired to do mundane jobs or have an extra set of hands to perform tasks. But at the very least, um, transportation costs to and from the company and a meal, usually lunch, um, should be covered by the company that a person interns in. Bottom line is nobody should work for free. Long Long, I agree with you, especially in terms of how much you were paid, 800 and 500 in that period of time seems pretty fair. And if you look at how much, uh, on Twitter at least, how much people are saying they're earning these days, some people aren't even earning that much. And it's years later, like it's, you know, close to a decade. So um, there, there are 
Oh, no, not close to a decade, more than a decade. Uh, so it's clear that there are issues here in terms of us agreeing on what is a fair salary. I think that at the very least, you're right, transportation and food, so that at at least you're not out of pocket for those things while you're working. Uh, meanwhile, we have Anonymous who says, instead of a time-based type of internship, it should be more about tasks or projects. Let's say the company has provided a logbook or task list for the intern to learn or do. As long as they manage to learn or do these things, they can go back early or have flexi time. On another part, interns already know since the first year there's going to be an internship period, so why not save since then? Technically, internship is an extended version of elective posting where they do it with their own time and money. So Anonymous, I think that um, your point about the logbook or task list is interesting, although then internships get narrowed down quite a bit to become more specialised as opposed to, you know, you just come in and then you do what's helpful. And, and I imagine that a big part of the appeal of internships actually is that you get to learn how to do a variety of things within a company, potentially, depending on the size, depending on how capable you are, all these things. But there is that that could go away with this approach. The other thing is, so my worry about um, your point about people saving is whether or not then we're increasingly saying that internships in big companies in the city centres, for example, are only meant for people who can afford to do them. And and I, I have a problem with that because then we're just kind of pushing more privileged people to larger, more privileged companies and therefore the possibility of earning more. And then, you know, it just kind of perpetuates the cycle of only a certain group of people will ever be able to earn at or, or get a better chance at earning at a certain level. So I, I'm not sure about that necessarily. TIDJ, meanwhile, says it would be nice if interns are paid at least the minimum wage, but how would companies justify paying interns a wage and not an allowance when you factor in time training, the fact that interns are there for any anything between three to six months, their output expectations are minimal. Also consider that if they pay a 1.5k allowance, can the company benefit tax-wise as not every form of allowance can be written off as operational? And if they pay a waste, uh, then KWSP, SOXO, etc., additional expenses on the company's end. I got 800 ringgit when I did my internship. So another 800 person. And I I see where you're coming from, TIDJ. I agree with that. I think that finding the distinction between how much someone feels that they are working, um, especially when they are new to a workplace and things might take longer and the output might not be as crucial as as someone else, um, how much people feel busy versus what the value of the output is for the company, that is where I struggle with the with the point of the salary. Um, Wendy, meanwhile, didn't get paid at all when I was doing the internship. Never realised that interns were offered a wage till a few years ago when I scrolled through Job Street. Internship is meant for students to gain real-life experience in a workforce. No doubt there are companies that may take advantage of interns, but isn't that reflective of jobs in the real world too? If an intern needs an allowance to survive, they should look for companies that do offer this. Uh, however, I believe this is also based on industry and location. Um, admittedly, kale is expensive, but if you already have accommodation, food and basic needs covered, what's the worry? Perhaps a survey ought to be done to see the situation of interns in different industries. Wendy, I think that this reflects back to what we heard from Anonymous earlier and um, reflects my worry as well because you're right if you already have accommodation food and basic needs covered 
there isn't a worry. But that's assuming that you live in or that you are from KL. But if you're not, and the best company that, or, or the most exemplary company that you want to work for in a future industry that you want to be in, if they're here and you have to relocate, the, I think that's where my concerns start. Because if you are paying, if you are occupying somebody for eight hours of the day, and if they already didn't come from a background where they could save a lot of money, I, I don't know. I just really worry increasingly that we're saying if you can't afford it, then you can't intern. And then that doesn't match up closely with things like meritocracy, right? So therein lies some of the other questions. Meanwhile, uh, Aaron says, we get interns to work frequently in our company involved in engineering. We pay 500 ringgit. They work five days. They learn. They work with seniors. They learn. If they perform well during their stay, we give some extra allowance besides the 500, which, you know, I think seems not bad. We've also got people telling how much they earned. Um, Vincent, 20... 2012 construction company, Suramban, 500. Alfred, 600. Paid in sum at the end of the six-month internship. Ooh, those are very different. So, Vincent, I'm assuming it's 500 a month, is it? Um, because if that's the case, I think that's pretty good. Um, the 600 in sum at the end of the six-month internship, I have to say, I that one I don't know if I would have felt so happy about. But, you know, uh, I, I'm not sure about the industry. Let's see. Uh, we also have uh, Casey who says, Intered in, interned in GMC back in the day, got 250 a week allowance. My little girl interned at a teaching assistant position in KL over high school summer break and received 400 a month. So that's, I think, just an interesting look at how much roughly... Th- things are going now. Uh, Okay, Hafiz, meanwhile. Industries are under no obligations to hire interns apart from big companies. Uh, What is the short-term benefit for companies who hire interns in their company? The real question here is, what do the faculty do or the university do to sweeten the deal for companies to take their students as interns? Um, How do we account for the extra cost uh, spent to train interns, extra work for existing staff? Who covers that? Um, Industries are not welfare. Everything is about dollars and cents and ROI. My view is allowance and pocket money for internships. Um, Additionally, the root cause of this matter are the requirements for internship coming from the uni or faculty syllabus, which don't cater to industry needs. Um, So I think a few different points, Hafiz, that you are bringing up. Um... I I think, I and I think that actually crucially the point about training and whether or not universities are preparing students enough is is an important one, definitely worth taking up. Now we've got on the line with us uh, a caller. We've got Anwar. Anwar, good evening. What are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, hi. Um, I think from my side as non-profit organization, so we love to actually provide space for the students. Uh, so that we can train our future generations. But at the same time, as a non-profit organization, so we do not have high revenue generation. So it's hard for us to ensure that we can provide a minimum salary to the student. But we pretty much sure that we can provide a 
very good training for them because actually when you talk about the internship, their key their key performance indicator is actually they should able to perform at the organization. But very unfortunate, what what I can see now, the university sometimes cannot equip them enough with the advanced technology that we have at the organization. Mm. So we even need to provide them the training, which is actually uh, against what they're supposed to do as the internship to actually uh, measure their skill readiness to enter into a job. Uh, you know, uh, area. So, but we can understand because now with the economy, so it's hard for the university actually to have all the high-end technology to provide with uh, to their students. So we can understand, but uh, we have also uh, in our mind that we need to support the future generation. So that's why we provide space, we provide them with training, but it's hard to make sure that they can get the minimum salary from our organization. That's the thing. Anwar, thank you for calling. I think, um, again, you, you raise a number of really good points that also echo what our other listener, Hafiz, was saying. Keep it here on the Evening Edition, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.